Hi everybody, Andreas here. In today's podcast, we will continue from where we left off last time by introducing economic indicators that fundamentalists look at when analyzing the market. There are four broad categories of economic indicators covering a wide spectrum of data released in the market. These include growth and output, inflation, employment, and consumption metrics. Today, we will focus on the latter two categories, namely employment and consumption metrics, going over the most important indicators that fall under them. Without further ado, let's get started. Possibly the most widely known labor market indicator is the unemployment rate. It measures the number of unemployed people as a percentage of the labor force. One thing to remember is that the rate is not measuring the unemployment in the passing of time, but is more like a snapshot of the current situation, or if you prefer, the month it relates to. Usually, a rise in the unemployment rate could be a negative signal for the currency it relates to, as that would imply that the unemployment has risen in relation to the total workforce, with possible adverse effects on the growth rates of the economy. On the flip side, a drop of the rate could provide some support for the respective currency. The NFP figure, short for non-farm payrolls, is a key indicator used primarily in the US employment market, despite being also used for other countries as well. It measures the change in the number of people employed during the surveyed month, excluding the farming industry. The main reason for the exclusion of the farming industry relies on the high seasonality effect of the sector, and thus, it's excluded to avoid the distortion of the figure. Practically, the indicator is measuring the US employment market's ability to create jobs, which also has an effect on consumer spending. It is released on the first Friday of every month, and it is very closely watched by investors, as well as the Fed and other US policymakers. Should the reading of the indicator rise more than the market expectations, we may see the US dollar strengthening and vice versa. Also worthwhile remembering is that the change in this indicator can be very volatile and could create wide market distortions with the ripple effects felt also in the US stock markets. Similarly also, the employment change figures published in other countries such as the UK and Australia measure the change in the number of employed people in their economies with similar effects on their respective currencies. The ADP employment report is another US employment market metric and is announced every month. It's a private sector measure of the monthly change in non-farm private employment. It's usually released two days ahead of the official employment data and is considered a gauge of the NFP number. Analysts tend to advise against interrelating the two indicators as the correlation between them has fallen in the past few years. Nevertheless, a rise of the indicator's reading is expected to provide support for the US dollar and vice versa. The jobless claims figures are another metric for the US employment market. It's the number of people who are filing or have filed to receive unemployment insurance benefits in the previous week. There are two categories of jobless claims, initial, which comprises of people filing for the first time, and continuing, which consists of people who have been receiving unemployment benefits for a while. The release is on a weekly basis and a figure higher than expected could weaken the US dollar and vice versa. This concludes the overview of the employment category. Now, we make a transition to the consumption category, which measures consumer spending motifs in an economy. Let's begin. The prime metric when it comes to consumption indicators are an economy's retail sales. 
They measure the purchases of finished goods and services by consumers and businesses. By measuring consumer demand for finished goods, retail sales help gauge the pulse of an economy. It should be noted that the rates could be distinguished from headline rates, which tend to include a broader spectrum of products, and the core rates, which may include products such as automobiles and gas stations. Overall, the rates are usually being issued on a monthly and on a yearly basis, and an acceleration of the rates beyond market expectations tends to create support for the respective currency and vice versa. Another consumption metric is the consumer confidence indicator, which tends to measure the level of consumer confidence in an economy. Practically, the indicators are formed by surveys which measure the degree of optimism of consumers on the state of the economy. For example, in the Eurozone, the rating is compiled from a survey of about 2,300 consumers in the Eurozone, which asks respondents to evaluate future economic prospects. Higher readings point to higher consumer optimism. Overall, the degree of optimism or pessimism characterizing the average consumer in an economy may have an impact on retail sales and therefore to the contribution of the average consumer on the growth of the economy. Therefore, should the rating be higher than expected, that would imply a greater degree of optimism and we may see the related currency strengthening and vice versa. Falling under the blanket of consumer indicators category are also metrics called business conditions. Business conditions metrics are split into two factions, the current conditions and economic sentiment. Let's review them independently. Business conditions indicators are being compiled usually by surveys and are supposed to show what the current conditions on the ground actually are for businesses. They tend to be found in several slightly different variations depending on the economy surveyed and the organization performing the survey. They are released on a monthly basis and a higher than expected reading would imply improving conditions and could provide support for the respective currency while a drop beyond market expectations could weaken the respective currency as it is considered a negative sign. Economic sentiment indicators tend to measure the optimism characterizing businesses in an economy, usually over a short-term period, for example, the next six months. Should the indicators reading show that businesses remain optimistic for the particular period in the economy, that tends to be a positive sign and thus provides support for the currency and vice versa. This brings us to the end of today's podcast, where we went over two of the most important categories of economic indicators, namely the employment and consumption metrics and how they impact currency exchange rates. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.